Welcome to another week on Let's Get Real with Coach Menachem Show, Sunday Nights. Originally a Zoom interactive platform where we discuss real life scenarios with real live people. Hi everybody, welcome to tonight's share with Coach Menachem Bernfeld. Tonight is share number 98 with Coach Menachem Bernfeld, the Let's Get Real team. It's like to have Rabbi Fisher here from Eretz live, 4.30 in the morning. Fire Tugs, thank you for coming, waking up so early. I will start off every week, first of all, thanking everybody for coming and for posting it on their statuses, emailing people about it, telling people about it. And this year is all grown by people that watch every week and tell people about it. So it's, uh, as, Rabbi, as Rabbi Weinberger calls it, it's, it's all self-growth. So I'm very proud of that, very happy about that. And uh, the Shear 99 will be right before Pesach. And we have Shear 100 right afterwards. So it's going to be a, a great to see. I'm going to make a big party. Very excited. Um, again, if anybody wants to join our WhatsApp chat every Sunday, I send out the flyers to everybody. Please WhatsApp me at 848-525-0066 and save my number. And I will send you every Sunday the flyer. And anybody who wants to get the, the weekly emails every week with Menachem that sends out the flyers with the recordings, please go to his website, menachemberfell.com and sign up for the weekly emails. For all those that are watching the video replay on YouTube, please click on the like button for the share and the subscribe button. So every Monday morning between 2 and 3 a.m., when Menachem uploads it, you get a ding, you know it comes out, you can watch it, you can watch it later. And uh, looking forward. Okay, again, first I want to start out every week thanking all our advertising sponsors for promoting us. What happened to them? <laughs> okay, uh, for promoting us, the Lakewood Scoop, for promoting us here in Lakewood, Rabbi Yanif Chazak for promoting us on the Chazak channels. Uh, if anybody wants more information on Chazak, go to chazak.org. A special thanks to Chayla Kaufman, Shmuel Summer from JCN, the Jewish Content Network, for always promoting us across all the digital Jewish platforms. Um, again, the Coach Menachem Show is collaborating with OK Clarity to bring greater health and wellness to the Jewish community. OK Clarity is the online platform for mental health support Jewish community. OKClarity.com, you'll find the best therapists, nutritionists, coaches, engage in forums, stay inspired. Menachem will email after the show the links for, for that. We're also very, very excited to announce, and our official is not part of this one, but all the previous therapists we had and all the shiurim that have therapists, um, we started becoming part of the CEU credits. People are therapists. They need to get 36 credits a year. So any mental health professionals that come on to watch this, whether it's live or later, you can actually get credits for them. So if anybody's interested in that, go to the website corewellceu.com slash forward slash getreal.com or you can email them at support at corewellceu.com to uh, get more information how to get credits. So again, if anybody's here the first time, every Sunday night, at 9.30 p.m., we have an unbelievable shear. Transfer bottom therapists, people that come on. It's been unbelievable. 98 shear, and they get better and better. So 98 is the pinnacle. Like, we're official, we're like almost the top of the, the mountain over here. So uh, we're very thankful you're coming here. Metchem next Sunday. We have an unbelievable shear. But it might be switched. So I'm letting you know. So as of now, we have our official chef who's coming on again. But um, it's not 100% confirmed because he has a very busy schedule that Sunday. But I'm going to know hopefully sometime before next Sunday. And as soon as I know, I'll let you know. Um, but whatever it's going to be, it's going to be an unbelievable shit. It's going to be a show right before Pesach. So please come on. It's going to be meaningful. It's going to really get us into the, to the mode of the Pesach. Again, tonight we have the schos and honor of having the world famous for Shiva, Rabbi Yoni Fisher with us tonight from Fisher's Yeshiva. Fisher's, everybody has a different name from it. He has hundreds, maybe thousands of Talmidim. I spoke to a few of his Talmidim. They all love the Rebbe. And I think they sing the song, Love You Rebbe. I read Benny Friedman, I think it's dedicated to him, but uh, thank you for coming on, I wake up so early, and um, 
I said we have a gematria. Should we do the gematria now, Menachem? What do you tell Should we do it? Let's go. Okay, so tonight's share is 98. So 90, tell me if it fits, Rabbi Fisher. If 98 is gematria slach, it's 98, which means you have to be like forgiving because you have to invest yourself. Be busy with other people, just let things roll. Another one I thought was Yagia, Yud Gimel Yud Ayin Hey is 98. You have to harvest, you have to work on it. So it's an avoider to be busy with ourselves and how to grow on ourselves and be the people we want to be. So I thought those were both very good gematrias, gematria 98. Good job. Not bad, right? Not bad for a non gematria guy. My gematria guy was out of town, so uh, I had to do it myself. It was in house this week. Um, so again, let's open up with Coach Menachem. Coach Menachem, we're here this week. What are we talking about? What's that in there, Rolf? Thank you very much. So, first of all, I want to welcome everyone who came tonight. Uh, it is before Pesach, and everybody has something else to do before Pesach. And sitting here tonight reminds me of two years ago. It's been two years when we started. It was people weren't sure what Corona, not going out, staying home. It was very overwhelming. And we were sitting here on Zoom and sitting around and we got, you know, Mordecai Weinberger, a little bit of people who can help out. And we saw there's a big need. And since then, here we are. But, you know, it's been two years and we've all grown, nothing to talk about. Everybody on their journey, wherever, the, wherever you are, whatever you went through, whatever the story was, looking back the past two years, everybody has something to say. So it, yeah, it is before Pesach and there's a lot going on. People were trying to figure out how to make the Seder for the first time or how to sit by a Seder all by yourself if the kids can't come. There's a lot of stuff come up. And I think that does bring us into tonight's topic, which is a big cover to have Ravi Fisher, talking about investing in yourself. At any time a person finds himself in a situation where he's not ready for, it's not part of his routine. He doesn't know. So that's when you start feeling, uh, I'm not sure, what should I do? Maybe I should ask. You look around. But that's really when you become aware of the self, of, of yourself. And the truth is that it is very hard. We're sitting here with a lot of programs, Baruch Hashem, whether it's Chinuch, Shalom Bayes, and the self-development or whatever it is. But what are we ultimately, what are we looking for? We're looking to grow our connection with Hashem and to do the right thing. But for us to connect to Hashem, before we meet Hashem, we need to meet ourselves because sitting in that room is you and Hashem. And it could get very uncomfortable. So even if we daven three times a day, which Baruch Hashem, we, most of us do it from, you know, when we're very young, so we're used to it. You don't have to think too much. And even if you do have a little bit of kavana, but it's part of what we do. Rabbi Schaefer, I remember, says a story that he tells his Bacharim that by Shema Kaleinu, you can actually talk to Hashem in, in, in your own language, in English. So Bachar told him that he has a very hard time. Shema Nasra is easy, but the second it comes to Shema Kaleinu, he wants to say, he wants to talk in English, Hashem, you don't know what, when, where, but that shows that it still needs to be developed, that connection to be able to talk to Hashem, that you, with your feelings, with your situation, wherever you are, to be able to face, you know, your creator, which 
everything, you know, whatever everybody has, what comes up. But that's really when you start realizing who you are, where you are, and how you work, how you feel. So that's really, really a, a little bit of what we're going to be hearing tonight. And uh, I know it might be hard to many people because the second you turn inwards, it could become a challenge. So let's let's hear in a mitzvah. We'll grow from it. So take what we could, whether it's the first step or even if you're doing the, you're on the journey, but to see where you can continue with it. And mitzvah, we shall love the Deshmaya. And whatever it is, whether it's Shalom Bayez, Chinuch, and uh, connection to Hashem, connection to yourself, you should be able to apply what we hear in Hashem. Thank you very much. Beautiful opening. Thank you. <clears throat> Again, so tonight's share, we're going to discuss how to invest in ourselves and live the life you want to live. We should be the change that you want to see in the world. Be that change. So that's, that's tonight's topic. And uh, I really want to know how to do that, Rabbi Fisher. So uh, hopefully by tonight... We, we get some clarity on how to do that. It sounds like a more de gazach. Tonight, Shogun Lamachem, El Nishmas Meshrer, Tovia, the Rebbe Yosef, and Shamash Avaliyah, from all the hundreds of people that Hashem will be here tonight, the thousands and thousands of people that will listen to it afterwards. It's a big success to have Rebbe Fisher, and thank you for coming on. I'm going to read your Rebbe Fisher, I'm going to read your bio, and then uh, I'm going to give you the floor. Rebbe Yoni Fisher is the Rebbe, mentor, and a guide to many of, with, with his deep respect, interest, non judgment, and love for his students and listeners. He is known for his daily interactive morning share which focuses on self-growth and judges others favorably. Rabbi Fisher lead, leads his students in a way that focuses on becoming amazing husbands, living authentically, loving oneself, and walking in hand in hand with the Boyer Island with Hashem. Rabbi Yenny Fisher, Maritz Yisrael, Shkayef Hukami tonight. Please open it up. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, uh, Coach Menachem, Usher, and for everyone for being here. It's a tremendous chus. Um, I, uh, it's humbling to be honest with all of you, just to hear the words, just a little bit of the intro over here. Um, the fact that everyone's coming together for one reason and one reason only, and that is to grow, that is to change, that is to better ourselves. And it's not just to do it as an individual, it's to do it together. That's our avoda, especially in our generation, to talk, to share, to communicate, not to be. I think one of the um, tzaddikim say, "Altia rasha bifnei atzmacha." Don't be a rasha bifnei atzmacha, which means if you're alone, then it's possible for you to struggle much more and to chasusholim be a rasha. But when we get together and we strengthen each other, and something like this that goes on every week. It's a, it's a beautiful thing, and Hashem should just continue to give you, both both of you and everyone, everyone who joins, that uh, we should all be able to just continue to be machazik each other, to share, and I think to listen to each other. I think that that's, that that's a uh, very powerful thing. You know, it's nice that I'm going to be presenting and talking a little bit, but honestly, to be honest with everybody, I really want to hear, because there, there, there are a lot of things that, uh, that, I, that I'm sure I can gain from everyone and we can all gain from each other. Um, I wanna just, just to bring out, um, to start off the point that, that I'd like to um, focus on tonight um, is really something that I think that all of us um, face. I think each and every one of us, and I think it's from the beginning of time, um, and that is uh, learning to be positive. It's uh, learning to see the good in other people. 
Um, it's learning to get along with other people. I think that those are most of the challenges that we have um, is interactions, whether it's being a better husband, whether it's being a better father, whether it's being a better parent, whoever, whatever, whatever the level, wherever you're holding. Um, one of the challenges I think that we all have is we have negative thoughts. Uh, we think it's this person. Um, a lot of times we can blame other people for our problems. Um, we have difficulties with our parents, with our spouses, with our children, whoever it might be. One of the things that I just want to um, just say, just to bring out, which, which I think all of us, especially now that it's Pesach time, um, Pesach is, uh, the Nisan is the Zman of Geula. And we know the reason that we are in Gullus. It's known, we know this for many, many years, is because of Lashon Hara, is because we're focused on other people. We're focused on negativity of other people. We have difficulty in our interactions with other people. We have difficulty in judging people the way we really want to. We wish we could open up our eyes in the morning and just love everybody and see the good in everyone. And it's something that's very, very difficult for each and every one of us. It's very difficult. Um, the, uh, one of the things, Pesach is a time of Geula, is a time where we hope, it says, the reason we're still in Galus is brought down by all the tzaddikim, is because of Lashon Hara, because of Sinas Chinam. And a lot of times we think, oh, if that person would change, if that person would go ahead and change their life, then I'm going to be all okay, if only that person would change. I want to just bring out one quick shot from Pirkei Ovis that we all know. What does it say? It says, Have they done as kol ha'adam l'kavzchus? Have they done as kol ha'adam l'kavzchus? Each and every one of us wants to judge, judge favorably. The question they ask to, I think they say the Kutzkareb, they says, why does it say, have they done as kol ha'adam l'kavzchus? Say, tadun as kol ha'adam l'kavzchus. What's the have to be from those who judge people because we all wish we could just judge everyone favorably. So listen to what this, the Kutzke Rebbe says an incredible thing. The Kutzke Rebbe said, he asked someone, he says, let's say I told you that your friend went ahead and robbed the bank. Would you believe me? He says, no way, I wouldn't believe you. He says, let's say I told you that your friend went ahead and ate at McDonald's. Would you believe me? He says, of course I wouldn't believe you. He says, let's say I told you that your friend spoke Lashon Hara. Would you believe me? He says, yeah, could be I would, could be I would believe you. He says, let's say I told you that your friend, let's say, uh, talked during davening. Would you believe me? So he says, yeah, I believe you. So the Kutzke Rebbe said, what's the difference? Why, if you said your friend is going to go ahead and rob a bank, you wouldn't believe him? Eat at McDonald's, you're not going to believe him. But to speak Lashon Hara, to go ahead and talk during davening, you would. So said the Rebbe, if you believe that you could do it, then you'll see it in somebody else. You would never imagine yourself robbing a bank. So if you would never imagine yourself robbing a bank, you can never imagine anyone else robbing a bank. You would never imagine yourself eating at McDonald's. So you would never imagine your friend eating at McDonald's. I could maybe speak a little Lush and Hara. So I can imagine my friend speaking Lush and Hara. I could maybe go ahead and talk during davening. So I can imagine that's what my friend is doing. Basically, what the Kutzke Rebbe says was that we project. Have done is called Adam Lakavskos. He says, Have is from the Lushan of Havaya to become, to work on yourself, to invest in yourself. 
to focus on yourself. As I say many times, when you point a finger at somebody else, you have three fingers pointing at yourself. Like the Baal Shem Tov in this week's parsha, this week's parsha says, "Call Haroya Negoyim We bring the Negat Saras to the Kohen, and it says the Kohen sees the Negat Saras, but he can't see his own Negat Saras. He can't see his own wounds. Says the Baal Shem Tov, "No, that's not how you read it. Obviously, it's a, a homiletic and a Hasidic shot." He says, "Call Haroya Negoyim Chutz." When you see something on the outside in somebody else, menige atzmo, it really comes from yourself. It's really all about you. It's not about the other person. You think it's the other person. And you know what it is? It's a matana min that Hashem gives us an opportunity to see what I have to work on. How else does Hashem communicate to each and every one of us? The only way Hashem could communicate to us is not by talk. Hashem doesn't talk to us like Maish Rabbeinu that he spoke to, spoke to Maish Rabbeinu. The pshat is that Hashem communicates to us through other people. So when we see something in somebody else, call a poisel bemumai poisel. When you see something, and it's difficult for us sometimes to realize that. It's difficult because we don't want to say that it's, that it's me. We want to say, what do you mean? It's the other person. But say that tzaddikim, that's not the pshat. Kol when you see something on the outside, it's menege atzmai. And I'll end off with just this thing, and then I'd love to, you know, open it up to everybody. Um, it's by the parsha. It's just a beautiful shot, and it says by the parsha after Kriyas Yamsev. It says, and I'm sure many of you have heard this shot. It says they were not able. The Jewish people were not able to drink the water after Yitzchus Mitzrayim. Why? Because kimarim heim, the waters were bitter. Says the tzaddikim, says, I think, I think the Baal Shem Tov as well. He says, kimarim heim, the reason the waters were bitter was not because the water was bitter. You were kimarim heim, the Jewish people were bitter. They were bitter. So when you're bitter, everything you taste is bitter. I think that that's something that we all very much can relate to. When I'm having a good day, when I'm happy, then I'm okay with everybody. I can let the guy cut in front of me. I can let this go. I can let this person say something. It all's, it's all good, as they say. It's all good. But if I'm you know, in a bad mood and I'm having a negative, you know, it's one of the things I say to the Bachram all the time and I say it to myself. I say, you know, everyone's checking the weather. Everyone's always checking the weather. What's the weather gonna be like tomorrow? What's the weather gonna be like in a week from now? What's the weather? What's the weather? What's the weather? You know what kind of app I want to have? I want to have an app within myself. What's the weather inside of myself? Is it raining inside of me or is it sunshine inside of me? And when I'm sunshine inside of me, I love everybody. And everybody, I'm a heve. I'm a beautiful person. Then what happens? I'm donning the whole world, the kafskus. This one's okay and that's okay. So, with that in mind, I just want to. Uh, I guess that's that's uh, that's the beginning of 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 I guess this program tonight is that the the so just to just bring it home a little bit is that and, and again there 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 are a lot of ways to talk about this but when a person sees in someone else something the the automatic thought is is that it's that person who is the problem but when a person brings it inside of himself and is investing in himself and is focused 
in themselves and realize that, whoa, one second, maybe I'm the problem. And that's very difficult for a person sometimes to think about. Maybe I'm the problem. That's really the change. That's why it's be the change you want to see in the world. We're always trying to change everybody else. But if I'm that change, that can make the biggest difference. Beautiful, Rabbi Fisher. That was beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful opening. Okay. Thank you. We're going to take a little poll. We're going to get the oil to ask. People want to ask live questions. People are texting already. Um, again, you have the schos of having Rabbi Fisher join us here tonight. Please, he wants the to ask questions. We're here to ask. The day of the show, we know how to ask. So let's ask. We have the opportunity to ask. So let's do that. Please text Usher Parnas. And again, the live questions go first. And uh, so please, uh, let's ask. We're doing this together. We're going to take a little poll over here. And uh, let's see what everybody feels. Okay, here we go. Two questions. First question is, what's the first thing a person should do to change? A person wants to change, wants to be positive, wants to invest. So what's, what's the first thing a person should do? A, change my surroundings. B, listen to the podcast of Coach Menachem. I'm going to go with B. C, change their spouse, because that always works. You change your spouse, that's going to fix you. And D, learn Musser. So from those four choices, I'm not saying they're all good choices, choose what the best that you would choose, the first thing that you do to change. Second choice, second question. How long does this process take to get to know yourself? A, is it a lifetime process? B, is it today? As soon as you decide, you're going to get it. C, for the single guys, you know, or the single people, once I'm married, I'll figure that out. Uh, for all the money guys, when I make my first million, and uh, for everybody else, when I'm stable. <laughs> so those, those are the two questions. Everybody answer. It's, it's anonymous, so we don't know what anybody's saying. We just want to get a feeling of what the oilum, where the oilum's holding. The fish. You can comment on it. Wait till we're going to uh, vote, and then we'll get into some questions. Do you have a few live questions? Okay. So maybe we'll start with one or two, and then we'll get into live. We'll see. Okay. Five seconds. Five seconds, and I'm going to share the answer with everybody. Ready? Here we go. Five, four, three, two. Five, four, three, two. Five, four, three, two. Five, two, one, zero. Here we go. Okay, I'm going to share with everybody. So, Rabbi Fisher, what's the first thing a person should do to, 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 do to change? 16% of people say, change my surroundings. Another 16% of people say, listen to the podcast, Kosh So, uh, I guess those, those are my chasidim. 2% only say, change your spouse. And 67% of people say, learn Musr. Nice. Fisher, do you have anything to comment on this first question? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, so I, I, I'm going to say this, and it, it might sound like I'm just saying this to, uh, to give a plug for Coach Menachem and Usher, but I want to say that I think there are two points over here that are very important. The learning Musr um, is very personal. Learning Musr is difficult to do, um, and it's usually something that a person is going to go into himself alone, um, even if he has a chavrusa, even if it's a one-on-one, um, but it's very uh, sort of uh, deep inside of himself, which is, which is amazing. There's no question that's, that's obvious. The listen to the podcast of Coach Menachem, the reason I want to say this, and I started off saying this, is that I think what's very important is to share and to listen to other people and not to be afraid to realize that, you know what, I'm in this with everybody else. Everybody is going through most things that people talk about. People are going through those same things. And a lot of times, one of the biggest challenges that we face is there's something wrong with me. I'm different. I'm the only one struggling with this thing. I'm the only one with this problem, whatever it might be. But when I listen to other people and I say, you know what, there are actually so many people who identify with what I'm identifying with, it gives a tremendous chizik 
to all of us. So I'm not saying who's right, who's wrong, 67%. I'm not just saying this to, to pump the uh, Coach Menachem, but I mean it. But I think this type of forum of getting together and sharing is so, so, so powerful. That's my comment on the first. Thank yeah. you, Rabbi Fisher Shkoyach. And I, I, it's, it's, it's great. I mean, what, what do you, you think? I want, I want, what do you think of the people? It's like anonymous answer over here. Everybody says the same thing. How long does this process take? Oh, yeah, I can't see the bot. Right, I can't see the. Well, I'll just, I'll tell you what it says. Basically, ninety-one percent of people say a lifetime. Nice. Five percent people say today, and one percent once I'm married, one percent once I make my million, two percent when I'm stable. So ninety-one percent of people from here right. tonight, almost two hundred people said it takes a lifetime. Right, and that to me is exactly what I'm saying. That's a tremendous chizik. It means that everyone realizes that we're we're it takes time, and we're all on a journey of. Uh, of change, you know, that takes time. Beautiful. Okay, we have a few live ones before yeah. that. I'm just going to ask a few questions that came in that I think I could really, let's really get into the amkis of it. Let's get into the depth of it. And again, everyone has questions to text already a few people on the list. So let's, let's get it going tonight. Again, Fisher, I know you said it, but I want to clarify one more. Yeah, please. Page, okay. When you say to yeah. invest in yourself, what does that mean exactly? And what's the first concept? And I, I, I like it. It sounds good. I definitely would sign up to it. Well, in concept, how do I make it reality? Because I want to do that today. So tell me how to do that. Well, I mean, what's the first step? What, what, what yeah. are you asking? What's the first I mean, what step? Would, um, I think the first step is really um, to know that you can to know that you can stand alone, and you can really accomplish what it is that you want to accomplish. I think a lot of it comes to to feel confident that I can change. I can make the changes. I think a lot of times we, you know, a person can be down on himself and not believe that he can change or she can change. I think when a person realizes that I could really dream and I could be the captain of my ship, so to speak, I could be the, the, the one who's controlling my life and, and, you know, really that I can do it. I think that it really comes with a, with a vision, with a dream, with a optimism and excitement that, I have one life to live. Hashem blessed me with a life. He made me unique. Everyone's face is different, the Gemara says. So too, your whole attitude in life, your connection to Hashem. No person is the same person from the time of Adamaritian. From the beginning of time till the end of time, you, the, you as an individual will never, ever, ever exist ever again. And you're the first of your kind ever. I think when a person really thinks that, because when you invest, when you realize how great you are, who, what do we what do we invest in in general? We invest in things that we say, wow, right? I could be successful. This person could be successful. We like to invest in, in things that are going to be amazing. And when a person realizes that I have so much koach, I have so much power, I have so much ability, I have so much I could do then I think that's 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 the first step to realize that you could be whether whether you believe you can or whether you believe you can't, they say you are right. You are right. Whether you believe you can or whether you believe you can't, you are right. I think when a person really believes in himself, I think the problem is we focus on investing in everything else and we forget to invest in the most important thing. And that's and that's me. And people look at it and say, oh, I'm being selfish. Stop being selfish. You'll be able to give so much more to people when you yourself are happy, when you yourself feel good. That's uh, 
I just want to take it to the next yeah. step. Yeah. What? Let's let's talk about somebody who who's trying his best. Somebody's learning. He's davening. He tries to be good, but he doesn't feel like he's getting anywhere. He feels he's stuck. You know, he's doing what everybody else is doing, or you know, doesn't feel like uh, he's investing in himself, but doesn't feel that he's or doesn't know where he wants to get to. Right. Well, I, I think you said, if I could just mention Coach Menachem, you said two things that hit me a little bit. You said, you know, he's davening, he's learning, you know, he's trying to do what everybody else is doing. You know, I think the first step is really to take that inventory. That's what we spoke about before, whether it's, you know, learning Musser, or I'll say, you know, one of the things I said, whether it's speaking to a therapist, whether it's having a friend, you know, if you're married, you could ask your spouse, what are the things that I need to work on? If you're someone who has your parents, you could ask your parents. These are the difficult things that people might not want to do, but you ask the people who are close to you, who you trust, what do I have to work on? It's not about me fitting in to what everybody wants me to fit in. That's where the problem begins. The problem begins when I'm trying to be something else, somebody else. And I'm not really being true to myself. That's when we suffer. Everybody is happy. You know, you look at children. I always give the example of you see a, a kid, a little kid, a five-year-old kid, seven-year-old, he's jumping around, he's running around. He's in his own world until what happens, until we tell him, don't be in your own world. Follow this, follow that, follow this. You got to stay in class like this. You got to follow your brother like this. You got to this. No, no, be you. Like I say many times, people say this line is one of my favorite lines. Be the best you. I say, no, 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 no. You don't have to be the best you. Just be you. If you're you, you'll be the best. You'll be great. It's not about being the best. That's a bad, I didn't mean it. Be the best. Just be you. I think our problem, Coach Menachem, like you were saying, you know, I got to fit in. I got I to gotta be just like everybody else. And I'm compare. They say one of my, a, a great line, comparison is the thief of joy. You want to take away happiness? start comparing. And it could be even comparing yourself. People have this, even when they compare themselves to last year, to last week. Oh, I had the best. Oh, when I was 18 years old. Oh, when I was younger or whatever, this person, you start comparing, you're out. The key is, and that, that this is the challenge, which, which I want to talk about tonight. It's important is how do we stay focused on ourselves? And the world we live in is pulling us all away from ourselves, pulling us away. I don't know. I hope that that uh, that's helpful. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Right, right, officially, we have a bunch of live questions. Let's get to some live questions now. And uh, right. to tonight, we're going to cover a lot. Okay. Amen. First live question. You are on. Hi, Rabbi Fisher. Thank you for taking my question. Hi. Uh, the way I usually come to the state that I want to change is I usually get inspired. Sometimes it's by reading something in the safer, which sounds so amazing. Uh, or sometimes it's usually from a sheer something a speaker said that just gave me a lot of energy to want to change. And I've already, I've already realized that taking a big, taking big steps doesn't get you anywhere. You fall back down. But I, even through taking small steps, my biggest thing that uh, dissuades me from continuing is when you have a big opposition, you know, you're taking a small step and then some big thing comes and just shoots you back down and you feel you're just not getting anywhere. So 
and the answer that just try again just doesn't always resonate with me. So what is right. the proper way of balancing being realistic and how to grow and also block, you know, the blocks that bring you down? Like, I'll give you an example. Let's say I'm working on Midas Habitofen. So I know it works slowly, slowly. But then you start imagining Hashem can help you. And then, boom, you know, the thing's not going. And obviously you realize because you're not there. But at the same time, you want to see a little bit of a result, a little bit change within yourself. So how do you, like, be realistic and keep yourself, give you en- yourself enough space so you should not fall down and you could continue elevating yourself? Right. Amazing. Okay, uh, Ru- I assume your name's Ruvain. Yes. Thank you, Ruvain. So first of all, I, I respect very much you being so open and vulnerable and uh, asking and sharing. Um, I'll just start by saying one thing, Ruvain. I don't know how old you are. I don't know your situation in life, but I struggle with the same thing that you're saying, meaning it's, this, is, this is something that I think we always struggle with. Um, you know, we get inspired and we're getting excited and we want to make these changes and we set these goals and it, it's difficult. Many times it's very, very difficult to follow through. It's very difficult. And, and then we don't, and then what happens is we are discouraged to do that again, because I've been there. I've tried that. I just want to give a few things on what you said that uh, resonate with me and it may, hopefully it'll, it'll help you as well. Um, one of a line that I heard once is, is uh, discipline is remembering your why, which means a lot of times when we're inspired, we have a very clear picture of what we want. And then what happens is we forget that I have to chazer over. I have to remind myself what we want, what I want. So what happens is, and then we just push ourselves, oh, I got to do it, I got to do it. But we forgot where we started from. A person who has discipline is someone who's constantly reminding himself, this is what I want to do. That's why it's so important not just to go ahead and say, okay, I'm doing this thing and I'm changing uh, whatever it is that I'm doing, but to remind yourself, even if it's daily, one of my, uh, one of the statements we always say is, is motivation. Ruvain, motivation doesn't last. Neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it daily. Something that's important is we recommend if a person reminds himself every day, why do I want to do what I want to do? Why did I take on this thing of bitachan? Why did I want to do whatever I did? When a person is consistent with that, that's why it's also important to have somebody with you in the journey. When you share that journey, you could reflect with somebody else to say, how are you doing with that thing? How's it going? I hope that was helpful, Ruvain. Thank you. Thank you very much. Fisher Meredith. Well, let's go to the next question. Yeah, they're on. Unmute. Hi, uh, how are you? Hi, Fisher. It's very nice to hear your pleasant and calm demeanor. Um, some of what you said is very much very much falls upon the recovery model. You said pointing one finger at the mirror, three pointing back at you. Um, it's essentially the same thing as um, the clock may be broken, but it's still right twice a day, and things of that nature. Um, it's important. It's not important to be impressive, not try to impress others. But something you said uh, at the start, I respectfully object to. So I love, I love your clarity. It's very often true that when there's a behavioral, when there's a need to make a behavioral change, the first, the first thing I actually have to do is take a step back and identify what, what it is that's causing the need, and what it is I want to change. 
but you said that often we project our emotions onto others. So if I'm getting in line at a bagel store, or I'm rushing out in traffic, those, that emotional distress that I'm feeling is very often something I know that I would do myself. But there can be times where I'm stressing about something. It's because I work very hard to maintain, like you said, discipline. I work very hard to discipline myself, not to be a victim of that negative behavior, but someone else is actually doing it. So a classic case is myself. I'm very mocked, I'm very stringent, I'm not talking in shul. And there are others who regularly do it. It's the same, same pool of guys every single morning. And I've learned to take a breath, you know, just get some oxygen into my airways just to relax. But at the same time, I'm not stressing because I do it. I'm stressing because a lack of, I guess, you know, awareness, social awareness that they're, that they're affecting others from being able to concentrate. Um, is, is, does this question make any sense as, as opposed to what you say there at the start? Right, so I'm not, I'm not sure I understood. I'm not sure I'm hearing a question. What, what's said, exactly? The question is. What's uh, your name? If you do, do you mind saying what's your name? Your first name? I just go by Rudy. Rudy. Yes. So I'm not. So what's your? What's your? I'm trying. I want to understand. I want to hear your question. What's you your? Said, you, I'm sorry. Let me try to clarify. And, and I want. I can. I, and if I could just. I was so happy that you said that it's something that you objected to what I said. You know why? Because then I can maybe learn that maybe I'm wrong, or maybe I can learn a different perspective. So I like, even though it's hard to hear that. I never want to <laughs> hear. We don't want to hear like, oh, well, I want everyone to agree with me. But I always say that. I say, we, the reason we want everyone to agree with us is because we love ourselves. When we have someone who objects or has a different opinion, maybe I can actually learn more about myself or more learn a different perspective. So I'm excited to hopefully hear that it is a different perspective. So I don't, I don't anyway, sorry. To... Sorry, Rudy. Go ahead. Yeah. No problem. I don't want you to boot my ego, but I actually preface it by saying I'd like to respectfully object. But um, that being okay. said, let me clarify again. Um, sure. You said you made a statement at the start about going to shul or something that causes me emotional distress, whatever it may be. Often it's a projection of our own emotional insecurities, right? I'm stressed out at the bagel store if someone caught me in line because it's something I would do. I'm, I'm stressed out in traffic because right. typically it's something right. I would do if I'm not cognizant. However, right. I would say that there are times where one can be stressed simply because they maintain a certain level of integrity on themselves and something they would not do. So I would go to shul. I'm not stressing about everybody everybody talking because I would talk myself or people I know would talk. It's because they are talking and I feel it's morally out of line. So why, can I ask you a question, Rudy? So Absolutely. first of all, I, I hear what you're saying, but I'm saying, why why would that stress me? Meaning, why why would that stress me? Why, why can't I just be relaxed and be like, okay, so that person is rude. I'm saying, why? Why, wouldn't I ask myself that question? Like, why does it bother me? So they're rude. If there's someone, let's say, who I know is a immature person, you have a three-year-old kid who's jumping around in a store. Okay, that's what three-year-old kids do. It's not gonna, it's not gonna stress me out. So I'm saying, when I feel stress, I want to ask myself, what what's happening inside of me? Why is right? I'm sure you've heard the concept, Rudy, of someone triggering you. It triggers me. Why does that press these buttons? When, when a, why, why am I getting upset when someone else might not get upset? Why does this bother me about that person when it doesn't bother you know, somebody else about that person? I'll give you credit. That was a very fair rebuttal. It's a little, oh, hard, okay. to, it's a little hard to debate that one. Um, but I would say 
slightly difficult to respond to. I would just say simply that so um, perhaps it's it stresses me out because for myself it's hard to concentrate in a, in a social, social situation. So someone say, Rabbi, I, I can't be in shul when others are talking. What would you say? I would say, Rabbi, either I'm going to go out of shul or I can't. I, I have to. I can't dive in with a minyan. Right. I would say the reason I'm 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 stressing about it is because I try to do it. I try to be mindful of how it stresses others. Right, but I'm sorry. Can I just ask one thing, Rudy? Why why do we have to even bring stress in? So I either dive in there and I'm okay, or I leave. Why? why saying once you bring in the word stress, that's a that's personal. It's personal. So you basically essentially don't believe that there's a possibility of stressing when it's not something you're projecting about yourself. That's what I was asking clarity for. Yeah, I, and it's not that I believe or I don't believe. That's 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 the truth. Meaning, I only I only react, you know, I tell people this about, you know, road rage. I say, I don't believe in the word road rage. You know what I call it? Rage. That person is not road rage. That person's angry at at some at something else. They're not angry because you cut them off. They're angry. They have anger inside of them. And where does it manifest itself, Rudy? It manifests itself in on the road. When I'm stressed and I have stress, where does that stress manifest itself? Manifests itself on the kids, on social environments, on the person in the store. But if I would do yoga, I'm just giving examples. If I did yoga, I had my therapist, I had my musser, I had my friends, I had my books that I read, and I walk into the store breathing, totally focused, totally everything. So then you'll be like, great, you'll give the guy a hug. You'll be like, Mwah. I love you. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. Sure, Fisher, I mean, I, I mean, I hear this all the time. Why in a certain situation, one guy panics because the guy talks in shul or the guy driving, because it's something about exactly. him that's exactly. setting the mood. Correct. Okay, let's get to the next live question. So many live, Rabbi Fisher. It's going to be all night or tonight. For you, it's going to be all, okay, all morning. Amazing. I love it. I thank you so much. This is, this is amazing. Thank you. My pleasure. Okay, you're on. Hello, Rabbi Fisher. It was an extreme pleasure to see oh, you. Now I can Shalom see Rabbi on Zoom here on my computer. It's not quite as nice as in person, but Baruch Hashem, very privileged. So we talk a lot about Daniel Hafskus, and I guess my question is how do we judge ourselves? You know, we work hard and we great want, and we want to, you know, do better and then we fall back. And we how do we That's get it. back up? Amazing. Great question. Um, you know, I think it goes both ways. I think that number one, um, you know, one of the things that a person can try and do, this is very practical advice, is the way we think. Our thoughts are constantly going. Most of our thoughts are negative thoughts. Most of the thoughts, I think if you look it up, uh, I think 85% of all of our thoughts are negative thoughts. Um, that comes from the Yetzirah, negative, negative, negative. Um, and if a person can learn um, to accept those negative thoughts and a person can learn to become more positive, a person can learn whether it's through affirmations, whether it's by telling himself certain things, whether it's uh, understanding his thoughts in certain situations, it's a total project that a person could do to try and understand. They say the altar from Kelm, I think they say 
knew every thought that he had during the day, every thought that came to him. So I think the first step in judging ourselves, Lekavskos, is really thinking the way we, you know, a lot of times when we, the way we talk and think about other people is really the way we think and talk about ourselves, especially if you have kids or you have, you know, you're married, you know, the initial thought for a person to say, oh, this one's this, this one's that, really your thoughts about yourself are much stronger and much more critical. A lot of us come, you know, we have a lot of critical, we're critical on ourselves. And that's something that a person, you know, it takes a lot of time to learn, whether it's like I said before, whether it's affirmations, learning to listen to his thoughts. You know, one of the things I always say about negative thoughts is if you tell yourself, be positive, be positive, be positive, that's very negative. Be positive, be positive. Oh, why can't everybody be positive? That's a very negative statement. Why can't I just be positive? No, it's okay that I'm negative. It's okay that I'm judging people not properly. It's okay. And if you begin to learn yourself and you begin to learn your thoughts, and this all comes back to investing in yourself. It's spending the time to think, spending the time to understand Spending the time to really tap into your thinking. I think that's, I would, I would start with that. Person should believe that he's okay. I am okay no matter where I am. Well, that's a very positive. So Coach Malcolm, that's very, it's not, it's not that even that he should. That's a very beautiful, wouldn't I want to say that to someone who's struggling? Wouldn't I want to give them a hug and say, you know what? You're, you're okay where you are. It's okay. You're going to get to where you're going to get. So I'm a negative thinker. I'm someone who judges everybody. That's okay. We're going to get there. If it's, oh, I got to stop judging negatively. I got to stop that. that. That That's, you know, getting yourself in that same circle of negativity that you won't get out of. So I, I, hear, I hear from you, the first step is acceptance. Whether yes. it's accepting you or accepting the other, no matter what. Right. But I do want to say, Coach Menachem, on acceptance, that's a high level. I say before acceptance, just don't knock. Forget about not ex forget about accepting, right? People say like, oh, I got to accept all of my negative thoughts. That's a very high level. Just don't bash yourself for all your negative thoughts. If you start with, with being okay, I wouldn't say accepting, not knocking your negative I like, thoughts. I like that. But you mentioned affirmation. I do find when I talk to other people about affirmation, positive affirmations to say it over, they, they ask me, how do I know it's true? Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to tell me I'm okay and it's, it's, I'm fine or, or, you know, Hashem loves me anyways. How do I know it's true? Right. What do we, what's that? What do we answer then? Okay. So that's a, uh, that's a little bit of a loaded question. So I guess we can go there we a little bit later. Um, what I, I mean, I think, I, I think we could start it, whatever you feel. I mean, let's start sure. it. I'm just going to introduce quickly. I don't know how many people are familiar with the love languages. There are five love languages. It's a book, amazing thing for someone to look into. Five love languages, which means that we all receive love in five different ways. And all of them apply to all of us. Number one, it's not in this order. One is words, I love you. One is gifts, I'm buying you a present. Another one is, is doing acts of service, right? Doing something for you right? Uh, you know, uh, uh, driving you, giving you a ride. That's number three. 
Number four is spending quality time. And the fifth one is physical touch. Give somebody a hug. All of those things, we all have those five love languages. Now, one or two, the first two, each one of us have more um, pronounced love languages. Like, let's say words you can have in a family. You can have this member of the family. When he hears, I love you, ah, he feels it. Another child, he doesn't feel that so much. But when you give him a hug, ooh, I feel it. The other kid is like, oh, get away from me. I don't need you to hug me, but I want you to tell me. Why am I saying that? When a person uses, let's say, like you're saying, Coach Menachem, words of affirmation, first you have to identify how high is that on my love language list? Is that something, right? I do a lot of affirmations personally in the mornings. I do a lot of affirmations. Why? Because there are different affirmations that a person could do. I could say, I'm this, I'm happy, I'm, you know, I'm blessed, I'm this. Or you could hear an affirmation that says, you are, you are. You first have to be tuned. It's not just about people think affirmations. I am great. I am great. I am great. I am strong. I am strong. I'm strong. That's not going to do it. You have to first understand who you are, what I like, what I need, what feels right. And you have to sort of personalize it for yourself. When a person does that, he's investing in himself. I know what I need. I know what I got to, I know what I got to hear. And he works with himself to hear those, those affirmations. Does that, very does good. that help? Yeah, very good. Very, very good uh, starter for the idea of, very good. Okay, so to continue, there's a question that came in. Basically, why, why are so many teens in yeshiva having such a hard time listening to authority? And uh, they basically want to do whatever they want, and they don't want other people to tell them what to do. Right. Um, you know, I, I think that's a, that's, that's, uh, I mean, let's start with this. Um, when, when we, there's something called, there's something called competence and there's something called obedience. The question is, what are we teaching our children? What do we want from our children? Do we want our children to be competent? Do we want our children to have confidence? Do we want them to know how to read? Do we want them to be, know how to think? Do we want them to be independent? Or do we just want them to be obedient? Do we just want them to say, listen, just don't cause me any problems. Don't do any trouble. Just do what you got to do. I'm not looking to make you into a, uh, what's the line? Uh, give a man a fish, feed him for a day, teach a man how to fish, feed him for a lifetime. When you teach a child how to fish, that comes with creativity. Most of the kids who have difficulty in school, most of the kids who are challenging something in school, it means they might have something outside of the box. They might have a creativity. They might have something that they want to be more competent in, that they're not competent. We're not, we're not, we're not giving over their, I'm not teaching them how to be strong in their derech. What I want them to do is be quiet and be obedient. I just want them to listen. And what happens is that could work in first grade. It could work in second grade. But then after a time, a kid looks at himself and says, who am I? My parents aren't pushing me. My, my teachers, my school's not pushing me to be competent. It's a little bit scary if a kid is competent. He has confidence. He has skills. Just be quiet. Sit in your class, you know, et cetera. So I think what happens is the, 
the rebellious quote-unquote kids really have a lot to say. They have a lot to offer. They have a lot that they're expressing. And we put them in a box, you know, and I, I'm, not, I'm not blaming anyone, but I'm saying, you know, it, it, it becomes something that you have to fit into the box. You have to fit into the system. No, I want to understand you. I want to understand the kid, the child, the neshama, and see the power. And if you go through many, many people who are successful, successful people, both secular and lahavdal and, and Jewish from holy tzaddikim, a lot of them didn't do well in the regular system. They say a story about Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky. I just heard, you know, it's a story that I love to say. They say second Seder, right? He, learned, he used to learn Medrash. And they came to the Chazanish and said to the Chazanish, what's he doing? He's learning Medrash. No one learns Medrash second Seder. Chazanish says, don't worry. Let him do his thing. Let him do his thing. So I think we have to, instead of saying, why is my kid not listening? Or why is the child not, you know, following the rules and being obedient to sort of tap in and say, how could this child, how could this person fly? Why is this person not flying? So, so what, what would you tell uh, a Rebbe in a class? If there's a class of 28 and... That's already the problem. Uh, you know, That's the first thing the Rebbe wants, first thing, first thing Rebbe wants is everybody to do the same thing. Behave. Behave. Yeah, he has a curriculum. Why? It's easier to teach that way. It's much easier when everyone's listening, everyone's quiet. It's much easier. That's why I can go. I had a bad morning, had trouble getting out to school with my wife, my kids. I want to teach. I want to give over my Torah. I want to give over my Lahavdal, my math class. I want to give it over. I don't. Who, I don't, please, I don't got time. I'm looking at the clock. I don't get paid so much money. I don't have time to get into the kishkas to sit and listen to this child who's driving me crazy. Maybe I'm driving him crazy. Wow. Richard, so many more questions here. Okay, we have a live one. You're on. Sorry, I lost Coach Menachem. I lost that end part. We were trying to fix the volume over here. No, 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 no. Got that? I heard you. I heard you. <laughs> okay, you're on. Hi. Hey, uh, thank you very much for taking my question. Uh, my question is, how do I balance being positive and when I see people behaving in a way that negates to our values and not having negative thoughts? So again, one more time. So how do I? I, I want to be positive. Right. Um, I, I want to be positive in my thinking and my, you know, I want to right. be the best, not just the best I be, I want to be myself. I want to right. um, be positive. And yeah, when I see other people behaving in a way that negates Torah values, um, yes. negative thoughts may pop into my head. So how do, what, so like, I well, think what would be the first step? So yeah. first of all, I don't, I don't know your name. I, I, I really respect, can I ask your name? I mean, I'm, I just like to talk to. Yeah, yeah. My first name is Gitty. Gitti? Yeah. Thank you, Gitti. I respect the question. And I, I'll be honest with you. I, I, and I'm not just saying this. I, I have that same feeling many times when I'm around people who are not in, in congruence with my values and what I'm doing. And it bothers me a lot. I think the first step is just to say it's normal that it bothers me. 
It's not something that, you know, what happens is we say, we hear a, a class and we talk about being positive. We're like, okay, great. You know, let me just become positive. When I've been negative for 45 years, <laughs> it's, I need another 45 years to work on being positive. Like we said in the questionnaire, a lifetime. I think they say the Chadush Yerim, it took him 16 years. This is one of the tzaddikim from over 100 years ago. It took him 16 years, one six years, to learn to be Don Lakafschus, 16 years. So all I'm saying is I would say the first step is it's normal that people drive me crazy. It's normal when people are rude. It's normal when people are not sensitive to Shabbos. It's normal when people are, are talking in shul. It's normal that it bothers me. That's okay that things bother me. I think that's the first step. I think that we skip, that we skip. We want to go right to the positive. So then we get angry at ourselves for being negative. And then we get angry at ourselves, then we're more negative. And oh my gosh, why can't I be positive? And then we're feeding into that 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 circle. Does that help, Kitty? Does that make sense? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, that's that's very good. That's, um, you know, nor, and, I, and, I, and I just want to suggest, Kitty, I just want to suggest that I know I go through this all the time. The more you just slow down, not just you, all of us, just slow down. It's okay. You'll get there. The fact that it bothers you is a beautiful thing. That means Hashem is, is sharing something with you about yourself. Maybe you're sensitive to this. Maybe you care. Maybe you have to work on certain things, but it's okay. It's like what happens is we shut down. We're either totally negative or we're, we're upset that we're negative as opposed to saying, let me take a step back. Let me take a step back. I'm, I'm, I'm negative. This bothers me. That's okay. That's okay. Thank you. Thank you. Hold on one second. Let's get into a little bit of a different topic, but I think it's still a little bit of course. Tell me, tell me if we can go down this road a little bit. Somebody sent in a question over here. Let's try to make it more global, okay? It's a couple. It's a couple's question. My husband comes home Shabbos late from shul, intoxicated. We're a young married couple, and his friends make kiddush. They drink, they relax, they, they relax together. Should I look away from that? Should I? It's basically in general. When, when, two, when a couple are having an issue and one is doing something where, again, you want to look positive and look at yourself, but the other day they're bothering you, it's something that's bothering you. How do you deal with that in a, in a couple scenario? So one thing, you're sitting by yourself, you don't want to do a road rage to the other guy, or you don't want to cut off the guy, that's you. But now you're dealing with your other half. So how do you deal with that in any case where it's something, use the case, the example of the Kiddush? Yeah, well, I, I listen, I think it's a great question. I, I think that it's never... The problem that we think is the problem is never really the problem. It's never the drinking. It's never the kiddish. That's not the problem. It's something else. When two people have a great relationship, when two people are open, when people are able, two people are able to communicate, when you have a husband and wife who are able to listen to each other, they're able to be honest with each other. I mean, there's a whole another world of a of a you know hours of a coach Menachem about the relationship. I mean, that's everything. If you can learn the hardest, you know, one of the hardest things for a person to do, and one of the most important things for a person to do is to learn how to be a great spouse. That's one of the hardest things to do. It's not about my husband drinks or my wife does this. It's not about that. It's about what's my relationship with my spouse? Like, like how, how well do we know each other? How well do I listen to her? How well does she listen to me? 
What's how strong is our relationship? Then we'll get to everything. Then we'll talk about whatever we got to talk about whenever we have to talk about it. So I think what happens is we get we get distracted again. It's the same thing. We get distracted with the alcohol. We get distracted by the you know by whatever it is that 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 my spouse might be dealing with, as opposed to something much deeper. And how's my relationship with my spouse? How are we doing? Like, do we do we talk enough? Do I listen enough? Do I understand enough? Are we really one? Are we working on that? And then you'll get to everything. The alcohol is the easy stuff once once you get through that. So that's that's a good question. If a spouse is are struggling with relationship, talking about investing in yourself, sometimes before they try to invest in the relationship, they might need to invest in themselves first, maybe therapy or speak yeah. to someone to see what's going on what's bothering them before you put them together. Correct. Co 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 there's, there's a line that's called interdependence. Most people are either in the, they're either dependent on the other one or they're independent. A healthy relationship with a spouse is called interdependence, which means I'm independent and my spouse is independent. Meaning I'm responsible, I'm going to therapy, I'm reading my books, I'm doing my yoga, I'm doing my affirmations. I'm being open. I'm asking, you want to know how to change? Ask your spouse. I tell this to all the guys in yeshiva. Tell them all. I say, you got to go to the Bakram. I say, you go to the Rebbe. This one learned Musser. Me, know what I do, Erev Yom Kippur? I, I'm telling you, I do this. Erev Yom Kippur. Know, what I, know, what I, know how I know what I have to work on? I ask my wife, what do I have to work on? Because my wife knows me more. And you know what I tell people? You want to really be daring, Coach Menachem? Ask your kids what you got to work on. Ask your kids what you got to work on. Then you'll really hear what you got to work on. And that's a tough one. That's I'm not a tough ready. One. Okay, right. I respect that. I know myself. I did it this past year. It was the most humbling feeling to ask. And the kids were like, oh. But the point is, if I'm working on myself and I'm totally invested in myself and my wife is working on herself and she's totally invested in myself and we come together, that's that's... That's what it is. That's that's giving. That's giving. That's I'm independent, interdependence. I'm giving, she's giving. That's that's the most amazing. That's love. That's Hashem and, and Klal Yisrael. Chassan and Kala. Hashem is giving and giving and giving. I'm giving and giving. Most people are in the world of, I got to take, what can I take? What can I get? What can I get? What can I get? Ahava. Love is Malash and Hav. To give that relationship. So that's, yeah. And most of the time, just to tell you, just to say, most of the time, the problems in the relationships are when one of those, one of those couple, somebody is is not, is not working on themselves. One of them is not working on themselves. It takes time. Sometimes, you know, sometimes one needs a little more chizik than the other. But when when each one is is solely invested in themselves, I could talk. I could talk for myself. You know, I've been married and her. 28, 28 years, and it's every day it's work and constant work. But if I'm not working on myself, my wife suffers. If my kids suffer, and vice versa. So, so how do I get my spouse to work on themselves? Right. So that's a whole right. So you know what? I love that question because that question just doesn't go to the spouse. That goes to everybody. It's like sometimes we we listen to a shear like this and we're like, we're I don't even call us a shear. This 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 uh 
Yeah, it's more than Sichas Chaveirim. It's like a base medrash. It's a holy gathering of people steiging and growing and changing and listening. It's Shmuz. so holy. Yeah, correct. Correct. But, um, you know, what I say is that a lot of times when we're in something like this, it's like, oh, I wish my father would hear this. Oh, I wish my spouse would hear this. I wish my, my child would hear this. Right? That's what sometimes what goes. Oh, I'm trying to be positive. If only my wife could be positive. If only my father might be positive. I just have to say this very official. Sometimes I do a sheer specific topic, and the person who suffers from this topic, I get a text from this person. This is so perfect for my neighbor. Right. Okay, give me the information. Exactly. <laughs> so I want to say something on that. I want to say something on that. And I mean, we could go to marriage a little bit because I love talking about marriage because marriage is, is, you know, I think it's unfortunately. You know, people don't realize the 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 incredible the incredible opportunity of having an amazing marriage, and what it is to have an amazing marriage, and that it's possible, and it's the most incredible thing, uh, and it's what Hashem wants from us all to have. It's not like oh oh, it's cute that you have a good marriage. No no no, it's it's central to being a Jew. All the tzaddikim had had great relationships with their spouses. That's uh, okay, but that's for a different conversation. But I want to say like this, the second I think the other person is a problem and needs to be fixed, that very thought is the problem. When I think that the problem is out there, that very thought in itself is the problem. When I say I got to take responsibility, now you're talking about a spouse, that's part of being open with a spouse and opening and establishing that, listen, this is a relationship that we're going to work on together. This is something that, you know, those are difficult sometimes conversations to have with the spouse if you're not on the same page. But um, just to answer your question a little bit, like I can't worry, a person can't worry about everybody else. A person has to really worry. And you know what? It models. You'll model to your children. You'll model to your spouse. When you see your spouse working on, on, on herself or himself, that motivates you. That motivates all of us whenever we see people working on themselves. But it's a longer uh, discussion. But you know, I hope that did a little justice to, to your question, Coach Renato. Fisher, you're on fire. You're on fire. Okay. Next live question. You're on. Well, I actually have a question now based on the comment that you just said, even though I had a different question originally. Um, so my original question. First, the first two are free. The third one we charge. <laughs> <laughs> so the question that I had now was um, when you said that the first, if I start to think that the problem is you. It's out there. It's out there, then there's a problem with. But what That if, very thought, that very thought is the problem. What is it? Because it means I'm already, it means I'm already in someone else's business. Can I, can I. Can I explain or go go with the question? If I, My sorry. question is really like, what if it really is intrinsically like, let's say, an unhealthy relationship or where or, or right. an abusive situation? In that case, the problem with me is that I'm in it and I'm codependent or I need to have more self-esteem or whatever. There you go. There it is. You just answered the question. So you're meaning again, I'm not we're not judging anyone who's in difficult relationships and codependence, uh, living with an alcoholic, living with an abusive person, living with very, those are, those are very heavy 
heavy situations. And those are, but those are questions you got to ask yourself to say, yeah, I, I am, I, maybe I'm enabling and I'm not, we're not, we're not pointing fingers at anybody, but yeah, man, that's a good question. Why is the, the, why are they the problem? Why am I still in this relationship? What am I okay. doing about it? Okay, does that make you. sense? Does that? Yes. Does that thank you. My, my question really was, how do we stay true to ourselves in a world that makes it easy to focus on the externals? Beautiful. That's coach. So that's why we have a, a, a set. Again, I don't know the right word for this, for this thing, because I'm so connected to what's going on over here, Usher and Menachem. Doing this, these things, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. Not just once a week. Sorry to put that on you guys. Not just once a week. This is something I, do, I spend every day in my yeshiva, every morning in the yeshiva. And the guys know it. And we have talks like this. Talks, open, talk, share. Because you're not going to get that from, from the news. You're not going to get that from the magazines. You're not going to get that from the, from the apps. You're not going to get that from your phone. That I guarantee you. You get it from conversations, from sharing, from opening up. And you know, one of the challenges of, of one of the challenges of our generation is the fact that, and that's why this is so beautiful. This is what we need to do more and more to talk and to share and to remind ourselves that it's not about the chitzonius. It's not about what you look like on the outside. It's not about what other people think. It's not about keeping up with the neighbors. It's not about that. It's about me and my wife and my children and my family. It's about my relationship with Hashem, my relationship with myself. And no one can judge that. No one can judge that except for me and the people close to me. So I think that's a great point. But I think that when we do things like this, and we get together like this, it strengthens the panemius. It strengthens what we all really, truly want. Thank you. Thank you so much. Let's go to the next live question. You're on. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, I'm on. You're on. Okay. <laughs> Hi. Um, first, I want to say thank you for having this forum. And thank you, Rabbi, uh, for being here. I, I, I want to ask you a question. Um, I first want to tell a little bit of a story uh, that falls in line with what you're saying today. I remember having a very difficult time with my daughter. She was 16 and I took her to a therapist. And the short of the story is the therapist looked at me. She said, there's nothing wrong with her. You're the problem. <laughs> so that was the beginning God bless you. God bless uh, 30 you. years ago. That was the beginning of learning. I was the problem. So with that being said, I, I, I may look over here a little bit because I want to stay within alignment of what I wanted to ask and not go off everywhere. But knowing that when I learned that, that was extremely overwhelming to realize uh, that I had the problem. The second thing that was overwhelming was knowing that this was a lifetime. There was no end date. That, that just, I didn't like that. <laughs> so now I'm coming to the place where I accept that this is an ongoing thing. So with that being said, I continuously work on myself. The question is when I get on the other side of this working on myself and the ego jumps in and it's like, oh, I've done such a wonderful thing. That's where I was and this is where I am and that's where I'm going. And then I realized it's all for selfish gain because 
I live in a society that uh, when you give, you get something in return. So I'm waiting on Hashem to just kind of drop this, my greatest desire in my lap. And that is not happening. <laughs> so I'm frustrated. So how do I change that selfish desire? Because I believe that that is the reason that I am not being blessed in the area that I want husband. So uh, that's my question. Wow. Wow. Well, what, that was incredible. Thank you. What, what's your name? Beverly. Beverly. So first of all, we could dive in God willing. Hashem. We could daven that Bezrat Hashem, that Hashem could help and that you're here sharing. And I don't I don't look at what you're saying, Beverly, as selfish at all. Mm-hmm. I think it's because you love yourself and you care for yourself. And I was going to say, even before you said that, a husband, I was going to say, it sounds like you just need, you know, someone to, to give you that, that encouragement and to give you those words to say, Beverly, you're doing a great job. You're doing awesome and stick with it. And Hashem, you know, there's there's a statement that I've heard, which I love. It says, Hashem always says three things when we ask for something. He never says no. Know what he says? He says either give me, he either says yes, sure. Or he says, give me some time. I need some time. Or he says, I got something better. I got something better. (laughs) So all I could say, Beverly, is hang in there. Keep on joining this incredible gathering together and i think you know we can daven we'll all daven there's not hashem for you and who knows god willing <laughs> you'll uh, just keep on going and amazing and for you to realize you know what it is and i want to say this to everybody here when someone says i'm the problem you know how beautiful that is you know what that means first of all you're you're connecting to reality because that's the truth and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that because we can change and the people that were responsible to change are only ourselves. I can't change it. I, I'm I'm having trouble changing myself, Beverly. <laughs> I have trouble enough just changing myself, let alone I'm gonna start pointing fingers. I gotta change this one and I can't, you know, you'll drive yourself crazy. I gotta change this one and I gotta change this one. I'm just still struggling with that. So God bless you, Beverly. Amazing. Thank you. Okay, right, Fisher, you're on fire. Let's go next. You're on. Hey, hi, thanks. Hi, you know, I was one hi, of the how are you? Was, thank God, fine, yeah. I was one of the people who served the initial survey there, and I wrote, I was one of the two percenters that felt that, um, was it that you, you know, um, it's not like we're always learning about yourself. And I said, it was, it's in a period of stability, because I, I spent much of my time just, just in a survival mode, where I really never had a chance mm. to stop and smell the flowers so to speak, to really know myself once, thank God I got a little better in a situation. My, you know, and also the first question, I changed my surroundings, a lot of things that happened that helped to nurture certain talents. And, you know, but there is still this feeling, this need for control. Like I, you know, that, um, that we want to move forward with something that I, I don't know how, you know, I don't know how much control we're really given or how do we, I still have a problem reacting something comes out of left field, you know, but you know, another sure. curveball. I even had that sure. today, even a, even a minor thing, someone needed a freelance work at the, you know, the spur of the moment. I was, I've got, you know, I, I didn't have time and I, you know, I don't know how to react to these things, but then I, I never have time to really sit and think 
if, you know, where I want to go or what I want to do. And I don't know how much of control, how much it depends on your own sense of control or, or do I just give up, you know, just give in. As a, the previous speaker says, acceptance of certain things. I mean, how, how much do you, how much do you just, I don't know, or how, I should say, how do you just let things, you know, slide, you know, go with the flow without getting diverted or distracted right. or, you know, right. just thwarted. Right. Or even just thwarted. I, my paranoia right. starts to act up a little bit. Right. I start sure. to feel as a, you know, Shem is a conspiracy, you know, they're a conspiracy or something that's interfering. Right. Sure. I mean, do you, would you agree? I mean, how do you handle maybe that? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think you're, what's your name? Chayasara. Chayasara. Yeah. So Chayasara, I mean, I think humbly, just to say, it sounds like you're tuned in to yourself and you know what you need to do. Yeah. You know, well, maybe... You, it took a long time, though. It, it probably will take a lifetime, theoretically. Right, but but, right, I still, but you have, you to have certain maybe ways. to have help, right? To have maybe someone help yeah. guide you a little bit. Maybe yeah. to have someone you know who you speak to, someone who you can open up to, and sort of have someone maybe guide you to let go a little bit of that control, maybe a little yeah. bit, you know. But have someone help you. I mm -hmm. think we always do. All of us do do so much better when we have you know support. And we have, we're not just in it alone, like we started off the evening tonight. You know, when you're alone, yeah. it's so much harder. But maybe you could, you know, have mm -hmm. someone guide you or help you or, you know, help you with small steps to get where you want to get to. Yeah, it's funny. I was thinking about that. You know, they're, you know, okay, great amazing. minds commune. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. you. No, Chaisara almost never misses a week, by the way. Almost never. Unbelievable. So, Chaisara, you're, you're doing great. You know, maybe just... You know, just keep, just give yourself a little pat on the back and a little chizik. Thank you. Jeremy Fisher, I, I don't know if yeah. you, if you're ready for a different, uh, let's see where this goes. Somebody sent in this question. What's wrong if I want to smoke a little weed and relax? What's the big deal if it's, in, if it's legal in most states? What's wrong with numbing myself sometimes? Isn't it a healthy thing? Isn't it a healthy thing sometimes to escape? Somebody does have a hard time and that's how they let go a little bit and relax. Okay, so yeah, that's definitely going in another direction over here. I'll just say the word, you know, the two words I like are outlet and recreation. I like the word recreation because they say recreation is recreation. Nobody does anything if you're doing something to numb yourself. If you're doing something to escape, whatever level it is, if you're escaping, then what you're doing is you're running away from something. If I want to have an outlet, I want to have some recreation, which gives me strength, recreation. It gives me strength. It gives me understanding in myself that always pushes a person forward. If I'm doing something, whether it's smoking, whether it's drinking, even if it's a little bit, if I'm running to escape, as opposed to I'm doing it in order to strengthen myself, to give myself more clarity. I don't think I've ever spoken to any person who says, oh, they get clarity. I mean, maybe teenagers will say that they get clarity when they smoke. But you'll get much more clarity if you don't smoke. No one gets clarity. No one feels motivated. No one feels better about themselves 
you know, when you exercise, when you, when you um, speak to someone from your heart, when you get in there with someone, even if it's uncomfortable, you have a real conversation with somebody, you introspect, you read a good book that motivates you, you learn, you hear a great cheer. There's no comparison. If someone's escaping, they're escaping. I say fear. A lot of it, Coach Benachem, is fear. I say fear. One of my great things of Rosh Tevis of fear, the acronym for fear is either forget everything and run, F-E-A-R. Forget everything and run. Or face everything and rise. And I think people really have that, that challenge when they're faced with something. I could either forget everything and run. I'm going to go smoke. I'm going to go drink. I'm going to watch Netflix. I'm going to go, and you know what? It, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It means to understand what am I running away from as opposed to what can I face to rise? And it's difficult to face. It's difficult to face feelings. It's difficult to face insecurities. Like Chayasar was saying, it's difficult. Like Beverly was just saying, I'm the problem. I don't want to be the problem. It's difficult when a person owns certain things. So we smoke, what's wrong? It's legal. It's not, it has nothing to do with whether it's legal or illegal. It's nothing to do with whether it's popular or not popular. It's nothing to do with anything. It has to do with, am I facing myself? Am I living in reality? Am I trying to work on myself? Those are the questions we want to ask ourselves. But while, while a person is on a journey, like you're saying, it can be so hard. They, they sometimes need to, well, call it escape. Right, so I would challenge that. Why do I have, why is it so hard? Why am I escaping? It doesn't mean we don't all face challenges, but healing, changing, growing is, 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 you know what, it's hard to be, it's hard to escape also. It's hard to escape. It's hard to not look at yourself. People feel good when they wake up early in the morning. People feel good when they exercise. People feel good when they do good things. People don't feel good when they're doing things that don't, it might feel good in the moment. I'm saying, I don't believe that anyone, you know, I say this to my guys a lot. I, I want to be, I want to be able to generate the, whatever feelings I want to get from whatever external thing that I'm looking to get that from. Why do people drink? Why do people smoke? Because they're looking for something. What, can I find that without that? Can I find that without that? I believe and I know 100%. Not only can you find it, it's stronger, it's deeper, and it's sustainable. It's sustainable. It stays. Drinking and smoking and escaping don't stay with the person. They don't. Sorry. I mean, just unmute. I just unmute you, but if you could just unmute yourself. Yeah, just unmute. So where? Good. I just wanted to just want to comment one thing. The speaker that came on last week actually owns rehab centers in Florida and he spoke, and he said a very good line. Put a reiterated here if you if you agree said that he feels from all the people that he, you know, the drug rehabs and that he owns and, you know, these type of rehabs, says anything that you get cheaply without earning it, after you get it, you feel hurt. So these are people that the easy, you smoke a thing or you get high, you feel that pleasure, but you didn't earn the pleasure. So you feel boosted from it. So Correct. a person harbors on something, he works on something, he feels a simcha. Correct. That's a real simcha. When you get Correct. it, the back door, you feel good for a few minutes in La La Land, but when it subsides, you feel more worse than before. Correct. 
Correct. We also have to learn, Usher, I agree with you. We also have to learn that having conversations and opening up and talking is not supposed to be so painful and hard. Yes, if a person is dealing with trauma and a person is dealing with abuse and a person is dealing with something that's heavy, 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 but why can't I go ahead and say, I'm having a tough day? I'm having a hard day. Are you having a hard day? Why can't a person, I say this all the time. Why can't, why do people take a drink when they walk into the wedding? You know why they take a drink when they walk into a room? Because I get anxiety when I walk into a room full of people. You know what that's called? That's called normal. Yeah. When you walk into a place, you walk into a kiddish and I'm uncomfortable. What's wrong with being uncomfortable? So I'm uncomfortable. I'm not allowed to be uncomfortable. Why can't I be insecure? I'm not allowed to be insecure. And if I'm insecure, then I don't have to go ahead and take a shot of whiskey. But why do I take a shot of whiskey? Because I got to walk in and I got to feel all good. Who says that that's normal? That's not normal. Now, I'm not talking about people who suffer from social anxiety, from a real level of social anxiety where they shake, they can't move. Okay, that might be something that that has to be addressed by a psychiatrist, by a psychologist. But most healthy Norm, I don't like the word normal. Most healthy people, healthier people, when they walk into a room, they're insecure. I want to make a good impression. Why do I have to drink? Why do I have to drink? So yeah. But what, what's wrong with saying, you know what? I'm a little how about everybody? Before I came on to the to this hush of a gathering, I was nervous. I don't mind saying that. I was nervous. There are a lot of people were listening. People might be listening to me, looking at me. I'm nervous. There's nothing wrong with that. What's wrong with being nervous? If I wasn't nervous, I had that guy telling me, Rebbe, I'm going on a date. I'm nervous. I'm like, you better be nervous. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with you? There's nothing wrong with you. There would be something wrong with you if you wouldn't be nervous. You go to meet someone. Everyone thinks, I got to walk into the room. I got to be Mr. Macho. I got to be that. No, there's busha. There's appropriate being humble. I want to make a good impression. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. You're on. Hi, thank you so much. It's so amazing tonight. I'm actually going to come from a little bit of a different um, angle. You did discuss this a little bit in the beginning, but I'm, I'm going to fight a little bit. Um, for those of us that that were at that stage where we were accepting, accepting that things were that this is normal, you know, everything is normal. Everything's it's okay if things are not okay, and that's fine. Um, at a certain point in life, there are times where we have to not be okay with things that are, are not okay. And it can come into so many different places. It can come in whether it's whether it's under abuse, whether it's your children are not doing something that's that's right. My, my children are doing whatever they want to do. Yeah, it's normal. It's okay. It's haywire. But sometimes that's not okay. A spouse could be doing something that's that's not okay. And sometimes it takes like pe people that are so used to saying, yeah, whatever, everything's okay. It's normal don't learn to set that boundary and don't learn to, to speak I up agree. and say, you know what, something is not okay here. I need to stop something and I'm, I'm gonna lead, I'm sorry, I'm gonna go drop more. Um, I, I Like when you were saying, when somebody said about going into shul and people talking in shul and yeah, obviously I have to be, it's, it's not, I shouldn't get angry. Anger might be my mita that I, it might show me that I have a mita I have to work on. But at the same time, I feel like those of us that get that pulse of anger of certain things that are not okay are the ones that make action happen the ones that make change right. are the ones you have to have a certain like you don't want to stop that because the, i mean coach menachem and anoshi are the ones they may change it was not okay what was going on and sometimes you do right. have to get angry about it or get right. a, 
anger, but you have to have that feeling oh. that people don't know, but they're so used to thinking like everything's has to be okay. It's okay. Some, I feel like sometimes it has to be okay that things are not okay. Like you, you have to step up to the plate and, and stop just being the one that watches, that stands around like sheep with everyone, just letting things happen because they're okay and say, no, this is not okay. And I need to make change. Okay. And that's it. I, okay. Amazing. Uh, what, can I refer to you? What's, what's uh, your name? Mrs. W. Mrs. W. So first of all, I, 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 I'm sorry, I'm not going to, you know, challenge you back and say, what are you talking about? Because I, I happen to agree with what you're saying. I just want to just want to tweak something and tell me what you think, Mrs. W. Um, Usher and, and Coach Menachem made a change. I don't know. I wasn't there when they when they made the change. It doesn't have to be from anger. It doesn't have to be that if I don't like my shul, people talking in the shul, I don't have to get angry to make a change. I can make the same change. If I don't like that my child is doing something, I don't have to put that child down in order to help my child change. If my husband, if my spouse is doing something that I don't like, I could have a very nice open conversation. So I agree with you. I think it's, I think we have to trust. I think what happens is it comes from trusting oneself. You know, when people get angry, it's from fear. They're afraid. They're fr they're afraid. They have to control the situation because if I don't do something, things are going to go out of control. Be the change that I want to see in the world could be done in a very relaxed, in a very nice, in a very you know positive. Uh, and usually, when we do it like that, the message gets through much much better for us and the people around us. So I totally agree with you, Mrs. W, you know, that, that it's about making change. It's about making a difference. It's about saying, I don't like this and I want to change it. Just the question is my approach to that and what's steaming up and boiling inside of me. I think that's where we get insight into myself. Why am I so overreacting? You know, my child's room is messy. Let's have a conversation about it. Let's talk about it. Now, obviously, I'm a big talker. I'm going to get upset when my kid's room is messy as well. I'm just saying, but what we could strive to do is have a conversation as opposed to, will you clean up your, what's going on inside of me that I'm getting so, so upset. That's what I'm saying. Does that make sense, Mrs. W? Yeah. So it makes sense, but so, like the, there's a Something's difference between the approach, but there's now a what? difference between the approach that you take to make the change and the initial anger that, or I don't, I'm using the word anger because I'm a very, I'm passionate in that way. That initial passion that, that overtakes you, that something that's great. is not but okay. That's great. That, that's great. That's where I, I don't want people to like, feel like, like I was getting, maybe, maybe I'm like, it's, it's wrong that when I walk into a show. No, and that's what I'm saying. Talking, no, no, it's absolutely not. not okay that people are talking. I'm not going to react to them and start screaming right. at them. But the first right. thing I'm going to think of is, okay, what are we going to do to make sure that this stopping, that's this talking right. sucks because it's not acceptable. Right. Great. I, I, I agree with you. I, I agree. I totally agree. I think though, what I'm, what I, what I want to emphasize Mrs. W is that the change that you're going to do is great. I want to know what, what's going on inside of my body that I'm getting all angry about that. I, again, meaning I agree with you, but I want to learn more about myself and why this triggers me. Mm -hmm. Yes, you hear, you hear the difference? Why is this triggering me? I'm not saying that I'm not going to do something about it, but I want to learn more about me of what triggers me. Why does this bother me? Why does this make me crazy? 
you know, th th does that make sense? Yeah, but learning about myself, why it triggers me, um, why, what's doesn't wrong mean with that? that that's, that's good. I want to know why it triggers me, but I don't want right. to, I don't want to lose that. Also, why do you think like, it's normal? It's okay. Let them do but what's, what why do you, but why do you assume, right, Mrs. W, why are you assuming if I say it's okay, that I'm angry, it's okay that this is happening, let me make a, a cognitive, um, thought out understanding of what we can do. Wouldn't that be the, you know, the most mature thing to do? What, meaning there's a problem. Why, why do I have to, why can I focus on myself, my reaction? How can I fix it in the most effective way? I don't think we're, I, I, you know. Definitely, I, yeah. I, I think we're just focusing on, on a different nuance. We're, right. I don't want people to feel like, well, I shouldn't notice what's going on around. Right, because and I don't want, right. You're focusing on fixing the problem and I agree with you. I, I don't disagree with you, but I think there's also something that I wanna emphasize for people to hear. You want people to hear that I can make the change in the shul. I can make the change with my spouse, with the people, with my children, whatever it is. I agree with that. I also want everyone to hear what's going on inside of me. Why am I, that's all. I, 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 think, I think making the change outside, we're all used to that. That's the world we live in, right? Ukraine and Russia, how can we fix Ukraine and Russia? That's that's the that's the head that people think we're thinking, you know, in a, in another right. I'm not getting into that. Of course, we have to help Claudius, or we have to help whatever you have. But I'm saying our brains go to fixing things, which is important. But I want to know what's going on inside of me. That's even more important. Or yeah, equally definitely, important. definitely intriguing. I, I I I'm curious now to think well, what's going on inside of me, which I didn't think beforehand. Exactly. So then that that that's that that that's the message that I'm. I, it sounds like you're a person, Mrs. W, who's going to make the changes. I don't think that that's the question. Is how am I going to make the changes? How effective am I going to make the changes? How am I feeling about it? Who am I? Why does this bother me? But this doesn't bother me. Why am I co? Why is why is it okay when this child does this, but I'm not okay when this child does that? Why? What what's going on inside of me? Not good or bad, or I'm not fixing it. Does that does that uh, help? Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Very Are you getting warmed up already? You woke up. We're just getting started. It's five, getting... six o'clock in the morning. I'm just my day is just beginning. We can go till six o'clock at night, right? Supper, twelve hours. I'm at your. I'm at. This is this is where this is this is what it's about. This we is what it's talk. About. I love. This is what it's about. Talking, understanding, listening. I just learned something from Mrs. W. I I agree very much with what she's saying. You know that that it is important to realize that you can make the change, and what you got to make the change. I think it's true, but not at the expense of not thinking about yourself and not thinking about where it's coming. I think it's great. It's called synergy. Okay, you're on. Hello. Rob, can me? Yep, your turn. Yeah, okay. Um, I just had a question. Um, I started listening to Rabbi Fisher Shiram about like a couple weeks ago, and I just want to make sure, how do I know that like all this growth and this whole mindset and everything, like, it's not like an escape from pain. And it's like, cause I really want to grow. And like, I really want this. Like I want, Amazing. want not that this is not an escape. What if this whole thing is an escape? You know what? I think that's. Right, right, first, one second. Let's clarify your question. Oh, great question. question. 
don't, don't rub it in. What's the question? Am I, I saying the question or is she saying? Yeah, no, you, saying Reverend Fisher, clarify the question. Right. So I think what, what can I say your name? What's your name? Is it Sivia? Sivia. If I'm understanding Sivia's question, I think I'm going to get it because I can relate to what you're saying. How do I know that all my growth is not an escape and all my growth itself is not running away from myself? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. You know what? I myself personally, I'm going to share this with however many people who will hear this and I'm proud to share it. I myself, you know, am in therapy. I myself make sure that I go to therapy. I love therapy because I love, I, I want to love myself more and I want to understand myself more and I want to be a better me. One of the things I realized this year, I'm, I'm someone who's very hard on myself. I'm someone who's very critical of myself. I'm someone who's always pushing to grow and grow and grow. And I realized, Sylvia, exactly what you're saying. Part of that to me is I, I have a difficulty. I stayed up all night tonight. I couldn't go to sleep tonight. I was all excited and thinking and blah, 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 blah. I have trouble relaxing and smelling the roses. And you know where I learned that from? I learned that from, from realizing from my therapist and realizing from my spouse and realizing that I'm not so good. I'm much better at working hard and doing things, but I got to learn myself to be honest with myself. So the answer to your question is absolutely. And I, I love that question. And now again, it doesn't mean that there isn't a strength in working on yourself. It's just how loud is that working on yourself? How loud is that? Am I able to give myself more time to relax? Am I able to give myself more time to, you know, to smell the roses? Am I able to let go? Does that help? Yeah. Okay. Sylvia, is that okay? I guess yeah, yeah, we're good. We're, 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 the next one already. Sorry. <laughs> Hi, Hi, Rabbi. First of all, very good to see you. Oh, Mayor. Oh, wow. Uh, my question is, how do Looking I keep good. the main thing the main thing? Like, yeah. for example, I want to want to grow in learning. I want to spend more time diving, diving earlier, learning more, but then also juggling family, being the best husband I could be, being the best father. I just had a, had my second kid three weeks ago. Mazel tov, mazel tov. And, and also, you know, giving my all at work. So, like, what is my main thing now? Because I want to do it all. I, I do a little bit of everything, but I want to do 100% of everything. Yeah, that's, you're, you're in big trouble. <laughs> well, it's similar to what Sivio was just asking a little bit. It's similar to what she was just mentioning. And, you know, first of all, just to mention his line, just one of the mayor knows that from, from Yeshiva, he knows it from me, is the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. That's very, very important. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing which is what's my main thing? What's my most important thing? Um, that's a great, great question. Um, I think that it, it uh, I think that, you know, you, I would just to advise anyone similar to you, you're motivated. That happens to people who are very motivated. It happens to people who are uh, type A type of personalities where they're, you know, strong, they want to do, they want to do, you want to be a great husband, you want to be a great father, you want to be a great tzaddik, you want to be a great everything. And the answer is that it that that's hard. That's very hard. And what I would do is I would sort of maybe try and categorize. I would get someone, I would get someone to coach you and to help you, Mayor. 
I would get someone, you know, what do great athletes do? Great athletes get coaches. What do they do? They got to have a coach. Someone, so if you're a person who wants to be a great husband, a great father, a great Torah Dika person, so you got to really, really dig down deep inside yourself and get very serious and say, okay, who's coaching me? How to be a good, you know, maybe you're over, maybe you're over goals. Your goals are too much in this area. Maybe they're a little, this, maybe you have, maybe you're taking too much over on yourself. I wouldn't keep it inside. I would share it and have other people sort of guide. And it could be, it's hard for you to say, no, that I can't do this thing. Could be that that's a, a challenge that sometimes we have is that we want to just say yes to everything to be great in everything, as opposed to balancing ourselves better. I don't know if that's helpful, but I would say just limaskana, just to say bottom line for everybody, if you're someone like Mayer, you're someone who's really highly motivated and you got a lot going on, you need help. You need support. There's nothing wrong with, not there's nothing wrong. The greatest thing you could do is ask people to help you. Get a team. Ask your wife. Ask your parents. Ask your friends. Ask your Rebbe. Write it down. Get it clear and have them guide you. I think, I think that's an important awareness for tonight's topic in general. You're talking about um, investing in ourselves. Like you mentioned before, if somebody's critical and they, even if it sounds positive, they want to do 100% in whatever they do, it's hard for them to be able to sit down and say, okay, exactly. where am I? Exactly. Why do I want it? If you're going to do it yourself, you're going to be your worst wall. enemy. Correct. Beautiful. 100% Coach Menachem, 100%. Especially if you're a very motivated person. So if you're a motivated person, you're going to be, you're going to, you're going to beat yourself up a lot of times. And that's not what you need. You might need the exact opposite of that. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to my Rebbe and I think he's going to tell me this. And then what does he tell me? The exact opposite. I'm waiting for him to say, oh yeah, you got to do this, you got to do this. You need someone outside of yourself to say, no. Take it, take it slow, take it this. And I always say the extra motivated people need people to tell them to chill out and smell the roses. And the people who are lazy need someone to give them a, a little bit of a, a kick in the pants to say, let's go, let's get moving a little bit. Right, I just want to jump on this question because it came in and I think maybe it relates a little bit to what we're saying. Some, somebody sends in that basically they're being told to go to therapy, to work on some childhood issues, but they're finding it very hard and uncomfortable. What does Revy think about getting therapy? I really... He says, but I really don't feel it will be helpful. People are basically telling that you need to get that drachel, you need to get the help, and it's just too hard for them. It doesn't feel it's going to be helpful. It's got to be, you got, it's got a, a therapist and a mentor, a coach, a this, you, you got to, it's got to, it's got to feel right. No one can tell you who had it, how it's got to feel right. You got to be comfortable. You got to be comfortable with the person. You know, you got to give it a try. It's not something that, you could force anyone. You can't force someone grow, deal with your, right? Heal, heal, deal with your issues, deal with your problems. It doesn't work like that. Everyone's got to be able to look at themselves and say, you know what? I need, I need help. I need to change. So I, I think it's hard to push someone. You can encourage, you can guide, you can advise, but uh, you have to be very, especially when you're dealing with these sensitive things. What works for this person doesn't work for this person. This type of therapy for this person might not be a good therapy for that person. There's no, there's no right or wrong. It's a shidduch. A therapist and a, and, a, and a coach and a mentor is very, is very, very, you know what? It goes with rebellion 
and relationships like that also. It's not like, oh, I have to be close with this Rebbe or this. Some people are attracted more to this Rebbe. Some people are attracted more to this Rav. Some people love Hasidus more. Some people love Musar more. Some people like it, you know, when people tell them very strong. Some people like when it's soft. Some people like getting in there. Some people don't. It's about, you know what Usher comes about again? It's about knowing yourself and trusting yourself. Knowing what you need, what you want. Very good. So here's an interesting question. Why can't I have my phone on me? I don't feel it ruins my life. What's the big deal? Okay. It means 24 hours having your phone in their pocket. Right. So it depends how old the person is, to be honest. It really does. It depends how old the person is. It depends how long they've had their phone. It depends what they're doing on their phone. It depends what it's all about. It depends. Listen, our society, you know, everyone's going to talk about phones. We're, the phones are here to stay. The phones are only going to get, I said in yeshiva, know what they're going to start having in 10 years? Not going to have a phone anymore. They're going to have a bubble. Everyone's going to have this bubble around them with the virtual reality. The Gemara. The, they're going to see the Gemara. Yeah, Halavai. Halavai, that's what they're going to see. Then I, yeah. I'm saying it's not about the phone. I always say this. It's not about the phone. It's about me. Every minute that you're looking on social media, that you're on Netflix, that you're in someone else's world, you know what you are? You're not in your world. Forget about the fact that you're in someone else's life. I'm not in my life when I'm in someone else's life. I want to be in my life. My life, I want my life to be. So it's not so much about the phone. It's what does the phone represent for me? Some people need their phones. Some people, there's nothing wrong with having your phone for an hour or two, whatever it is, whatever you need to do. A person needs to have an outlet. I'm not going to say escape, Coach Menachem. Someone needs an outlet. Someone needs to have some recreation to watch an inspirational video to, to do something. There's nothing wrong with that. But the question is, am I running away from, am I in some, you know, I, I want to I, I say this because I've, I've been meaning to say this, but I'm going to say it now. People suffer either emotionally or mentally. I'm not talking about like physical suffering. People have difficulty when they're in two other businesses. When you're in either God's business or you're in someone else's business. Which means if I'm not in my own world and I'm thinking, what's Hashem doing? I'm thinking, what's with the weather? I'm thinking out there, what's going on? Trying to control something bigger. Climate change. Hashem. What? Climate change. Yeah, climate change. Exactly. Then you are. Then you're going to suffer because you can't do anything about that. When you're in someone else's business, when I'm looking on my phone, social media, I'm looking at someone else. How, like we said, comparison's a thief of joy. You'll never find yourself on your phone. Never. Now, it doesn't mean you can't listen to something inspirational. You listen to, you know, music. Of course, it's not, you know. Okay, Rabbi Fisher, I want to get to one last question, which is off topic, and then we're going to go to closing. Is that okay? Whatever, whatever, whatever you this say. from you, Talmud, and they told me to ask Rebbe this question, so I'm going to ask the question. Here we go. Okay. Rebbe had a prestigious job, was very involved mm -hmm. in the community in five towns far away. Had child had children has children in schools. What changed Rebbe? Made a move to Eretz Yisrael. What what was the story there? We want to hear the story and then we're gonna to go to closing. Okay. 
many want to many want to do the same. Many want to move to Israel. They don't know how. <laughs> I lived in in the five towns. I lived in Farakway in Lawrence. Um, beautiful neighborhood, beautiful people, um, amazing place. We were Zoha to live, my wife and I and my, my family, were Zoha to live 10, uh, 15 minutes from, from the beach, from Atlantic, um, Atlantic Beach, those who are familiar. My wife and I, at least for five, 10 years, every Shabbos, every Shabbos, I mean, when it was freezing cold, whatever it is, we didn't do it. We would walk on Shabbos, walk and sit and sit by the beach and talk about life and talk about life and talk about this kid and that kid and talk about myself, talk about her, talk about the Rabbeinu Shleilam, talk about, talk about investing, talk about each other, talk about what we want, who we want to be, I want, I'm telling you, it was the biggest bracha in the world. I'm telling you consistently. And that, what, what was born from that was born, is this where we want to see the rest of our lives? Is this where it's going to end? Or we want bigger, better, and more. And through those conversations, I'm telling you, through those conversations, and not every conversation was a good conversation. Many conversations were we can't move and we can't change and we can't grow because of this child and this one and that one. But we always went back to the beach. We always sat back on the beach and went back to the drawing board and says, Rabbanishal, man, if anyone knows, he's talking about Shabbos, sitting there with the waves, with my wife, together, investing in me, investing in her, talking about the family, talking about the world, talking about opening up your, your life. I'm telling you, I believe... I believe that that is what created the next step for, for more and better. And I want to tell everybody here, all your yearnings, keep on yearning. Everyone keep on yearning. Keep on dreaming. Dream with somebody else. Let someone else into your dreams. Share your dreams. Listen to other dreams, especially if it's your spouse, especially if it's someone who's close to you. Dream. Talk about your dreams. Talk, talk. We need the chizik. We need to strengthen each other. We can't do it alone. People ask me that. People have asked me this. You like this? Oh, so was your wife on board when you made? You know, I love that question. Was my wife on board? What, what, what kind of question is that? What does that mean? We made the decision together. What does that mean? My wife on board. I'm, was I on board with my wife? What does that mean? We did it together. You do it together. That togetherness to do something together. Where they say it's better to walk in the dark with someone else than to walk in the light by yourself. Better to walk in the dark tzizamen, together. That's why I'm so inspired by, by this Heliga holy gathering because know what it is, know what we're all doing? It's not about changing. It's not about growing. It's not about that. It's about talking about things, sharing, communicating, listening. That's what it's about. The Rabbanishim will help us get to wherever we got to get to. Hashem will help everyone. What we got to do is we just got to share Sazaman together, help each other, be mechazik each other. I know that didn't answer exactly what you got, what everyone might, might have wanted, but that, that, that's my, uh, that's really the truth. 
Hey, let's go to closing now. Fisher again, again, people ask me, would you live Fisher lives in, in Moshe Matisyahu and Eretz Yisrael? Moshe Matisyahu, yeah. Rabbi Leif, right? Rabbi Leif? Rabbi Leif? Rabbi Leif. Rabbi Leif. And it's a beautiful Moshev over there. And uh, he gave up the, the 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 Atlantic coast, you know, beer <laughs> bottles for, for Moshe Matisyahu. But, uh, you know, he's there next to all. Again, it's great for Fisher coming out from Eretz Yisrael. Tremendous chizik tonight. Everybody's texting me. It was an unbelievable share. Could Thank be you. could be from the top, the top ones, and it was just Thank unbelievable. You. Just so straight, such an honest conversation, and really happy came out. Thank you. Now it's, let's go back to the gematria. Back to the gematria. The gematria is slach, slach, giving, not being holding. That I thought that was right. going to be yagia, yagia to work, to strive, have to strive to work on ourselves, to be there for ourselves. And it's a like we said, it's it's a lifetime of work. So it's it's unbelievable. So again, thank you for coming on. Anybody who wants to join. Um, um, anybody again I want to say anybody wants to join get Sunday the, the flyers please um, WhatsApp me at 848-525-0066 and uh, every Sunday I'll send you a flyer you can post it put it on your status send it out to people so people can know about it um, go to menachembernfield.com sign, sign, sign up to get the emails uh, again for everybody who's here the first time every Sunday night at 9.30pm we do this on this is the Zoom ID um, so to let people know Next Sunday, next time, hopefully the official shechter or somebody else, not confirmed yet. As soon as I know, I'll let everybody else know. It's going to be an amazing share right before Pesach. So please come and join us. Um, and again, everybody who's coming on tonight, this share is recorded. Next time will be on menachembernfield.com's website. If anybody has any questions, you can go to coach, you can email coachmenachem at gmail.com. Rabbi Fisher, people want to know how they can listen to your shiurim. How do they actually get to listen to you? You have a daily share? Yeah, it's on Spotify, podcast. Yeah, we're all, yeah. So what do they type in, Rabbi Yonah Fisher? What do they type in? I don't know what they, I don't know. You know what, I'll find out. I could I could send it in so you could post. I don't know. I don't know exactly. Okay. Malachim sends out the email, everything will post. I'm sure if you type Rabbi Yonah Fisher, I'm sure it comes up. And um, again, tonight's share, share 98. If anyone wants to listen to it on the phone, you can call our phone number at 848-777-GROW. That's again, 848-777-GROW. And again, thank you to all the advertising sponsors that promote us, Lakewood Scoop, Rabbi Yanif Kazak, Chayla Kaufman, and Shmuel Summer from JCN. And um, Rabbi Fisher, Gershka for coming on. First, we're going to give a closing. And then Rabbi Fisher, like I said, before we started this year, now that you experienced it, now that you're here, you have all those feelings. Amazing. Before, before, Amazing. before you speak, before Nachman's out, speak for a minute or two. A story, a chizik that we all need over here. There's people are sitting here, hundreds of people are here tonight, probably over a thousand people total here tonight. Thousands of people hear this. Something that Rabbi Fisher could really hit it home with. So you have two minutes. Go, <laughs> Coach Menachem. <laughs> Rabbi Fisher, I I want to thank you again. And I think the reason why this is one of the top from our uh, our shiurim is because you know trying to work on yourself, listening to different topics every week, different ideas. But today it it helps a person to internalize. What I have heard the past many weeks or all ideas in my life, it's really to start looking inwards and seeing where am I and uh, what, 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 what are my triggers? What does Hashem want from me? So that's really the most important when we're dealing, you know, living in such a world that we heard pulls you away from looking at yourself. To be able to just sit with yourself, see what you need. And like we heard, it could be very hard to do it by yourself. And uh, like I like to say, it all depends how you feel when you go to sleep. 
we work all day, we try, there's ups and downs. And when you hit the pillow, you go to sleep. Do you feel positive about yourself? Or those negative voices are like, oh, it didn't work, it didn't work, I tried. And, and, and it could be even positive people that want to, they want 100% in, in every area. So if, if they do 90%, which is great, but they see the 10% that they missed, and then when they go to sleep, it's in a negative vibe. And now how long do you think that lasts? And that's why you need to hear this, get the idea of why am I, if I'm hard on myself to see 90% worked and slowly change the affirmation, change the thoughts. So that when you go to sleep, you actually have a hard time going to sleep because you're so excited to get up the next day to continue on your journey. So it's a good awareness to when you go to sleep, how you feel. And uh, obviously it's important to do with somebody else, whoever you can to open up and that they should be able to help you. So thank you very much. And the Mitchum, everybody should take whatever works for them. And we should have Siata Deshmaya. Amen. Rabbi Fisher. Amen. Leave us a different chizik. Okay, it's a little bit bittersweet because I don't want to leave, but I guess uh, I have to. Um, I, I'm, I'm just going to, I want to say one thing on the, on the, a few things just to end off. You know, on, on your slach, uh, one of my favorite lines, and this is so um, on the theme of what we've been talking about, as I say, people are always worried about, you know, letting people off the hook. I don't want to let people off the hook. I can't let that person off the hook. Like you're talking about slach, forgiving. How can I forgive that person? How can I let that person off the hook for what he did for me, what he did to me, what he did? And, I, and uh, the line that I heard that I love so much is it's not about letting somebody off the hook. It's about taking the hook out of your heart. You're the one who suffers. We're the ones who suffer when someone's doing something. So the slach to forgive is to realize it's not about letting anyone off the hook. It's about learning to take the hook out of our heart. And then the theme that I really want to end off with is really the theme that's a shot in, in Pesach that my father, Allah Shalom, used to say over. And it was his, probably his most favorite shot that he used to say over. And I'll end off with a story with this also. And everyone can say this as, uh, as you know, at the Seder, because it's the, the most beautiful shot that the, we, we all know that it says, we're going to raise the cup. It's not just, right, one person, one person who came to destroy the Jewish people, right? Every generation, as we see, anti-Semitism, we want a gu'ula. So says the Belzerov, Belzerebbe said, loy echad bilvad. The fact that we are not one, the low echad bilvad, it's never the enemy outside. If there's no enemy inside, then the enemy outside can do us no harm. We're our worst enemy. When Yisrael is echad, it's the low echad bilvad. It's the fact that we're not together. That's amad I'm so inspired because this is what brings Mashiach. This is what brings the Gula. When we are Echad, 
when we are one and we're trying to learn with each other, from each other. And you know what? It's the most difficult thing to do. You know why it's the most difficult thing to do? Because the Yetzirah doesn't want us to be echad. The Yetzirah doesn't like these conversations. The Yetzirah wants us to be alone. He wants us to be lo echad. But that's the gula. The gula comes Pesach night when we sit and we bring each other together. And I just want to end off as far as investing in oneself, something that happened today in my home. And I said to my wife, I said, I think this is going to be, you know, my end off in a certain way. My, my son, my own son, I just want to share with everybody, my own, my youngest child coming to Eretz Yisrael is a different conversation of the challenges of, of raising children, younger children. My older children were American. I didn't have a problem, American all the way. Transitioning my younger children in Eretz Yisrael was very challenging and is still challenging. My youngest son, about three, four months ago, was in school, was having difficulty reading different things, blah, 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 blah. He was, it, it was hard for him. And we, he ended up realizing, we ended up realizing, we brought him to a specialist and this, blah, blah, blah. Ended up, he had some type of, he has some type of dyslexia, not a fool, whatever. It's a, some type of dyslexia. And I was like, oh my gosh, what do you want from your kid to read, especially in Eretz Yisrael, where everything's in Hebrew, you read, you read faster. And to be that kid in class, and I'm sure many, many of us or many people can relate to this. When you're that kid in the class that you can't keep up with everyone, it's one of the most hardest things. It's so challenging. What happened? We invested a, a tutor, a this, a that, a specialist, money. My wife, and I said, I give the credit to my wife. I tried this, interviewed, blah, 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 hours. How many hours do we invest in our children? How many hours when we see a little bit of a dis disability, a little bit of a difficulty, it's push it to us that we want our children to be successful. And there's nothing wrong with saying, this is when you get clear that there's a disability, that's half the problem. I always say with ways, there are two things that we get in ways when you have ways. There's the destination and there's the location that you're on right now. You can have the greatest destination, but if you don't know where you are right now, it doesn't help you to know if I'm going to make a right or a left because I don't know where I'm standing right now. When you have a diagnosis of a disability, yes, it hurts, but it's the greatest bracha because now I know how I'm going to get to where I'm going to get. Today, my wife told me that we went to the specialist. We spent money and hours. The specialist said, he's Baruch Hashem. He graduated. He'll be this. He'll be able to read like this. And I was emotional. I started crying. I was crying with my wife. And I said, that's it. I said, each and every one of us, each and every one of us, we're, we're what, we're 20 years old after being a child, 30 years old after being a child. For, we all have disabilities. We all have things that we're disabled in, whether it's anger, whether it's an insecurity, whether it's a taiva, whether it's jealousy, whatever, whether you love money, whether you have a difficult relationship with your spouse, or whether you don't have a spouse, whatever it might be. Everybody has a disability. But when we learn to invest and say, if I were my own child, how much money, how much time, how much ready for this one, how much compassion, how much love would I hug my child, me? 
How much would I hug myself? But what do we do? Let's go, move on. I'm already 30 years old. You're not allowed to have a disability. I'm 40 years old. Well, guess what? I am 49 years old. I got a lot of disabilities still. And I hope I'm gonna have many disabilities because when I don't have disabilities, you know what that means? That means I'm dead. That means life is over. So I give us all a bracha. Can I give a bracha? I guess I'll give a humble, want a a humble blessing. A birchas hedget to each and every one of us. Don't be ashamed. I mean, don't be ashamed. That's a hard thing to say. It's okay whatever Hashem put you through. Hashem gave you your disability. Hashem gave you that problem. Even if you're part of the problem. He gave you this struggle that you have. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. Share it. Ask for help. Ask someone to help invest in you. You invest in yourself. When you live like that, you're the happiest person in the world. Because what's the problem? I always say this about Lashonara. So what that that guy has an anger problem? Why am I telling Lashonara? So? So what's wrong? He's not allowed to have a problem? So, so what's wrong if that guy talks in shul? What? He has to be perfect? Or I have to be perfect? Hmm. Maybe it's that I got to be perfect. And when we learn not to be perfect, and we learn to be human, and we learn to realize that that's where the way Hashem made me, that's going to be the gula. That's going to be the way we will get to where we want to get to. So Hashem should help us all love ourselves, be more compassionate to ourselves. And through that, we're going to love each other and be compassionate to each other. And through that, we'll be zoichet to the lo echad bilvad, to bring ourselves together, to bring each other together. And we will be Zoha, by the way. You don't have to make Aliyah yet. You don't have to worry about coming to Israel because we're all on, on the way anyway. We're all going to get here without sitting on the beach, talking to your wife. We're all going to get here anyway, Mitz Hashem. I look forward that we'll have this, uh, this holy, and I, I can't thank enough, Usher, Usher and, and Coach Menachem and everyone, all the, everyone who joined. I'm humbled. And humbled, and I, I, I got, I, maybe I got to tune in next week to be part of this because this is what I need. This is investing in me because I got stuff that I got to work out. I tell this to my guys all the time. It's because I have a beard, because I got payas, because I'm Rabbi Fisher. I'm just like everybody else. I got my struggles. I got my insecurities. I got my difficulties. I'm just trying to be the best me. Oh, see, I got to correct myself. See, I didn't even get that right. I'm just trying to be me. That's all I'm trying to be. We should all be Zoicha, the, the tzaddik. I think the, the Baruch from Mejbet says, you know what's in Gullus? I'll end off with this line. You know what's in Gullus? The Ani is in Gullus. He said that over 200 years ago. What's in exile? I'm in exile. The me, the I. Hashem should help us all get out of Mitzrayim that will be able to shine and have a Gula Shlema. All the Jewish people, a Gula Saprat, Agulus Aklal for all the Jewish people. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you so much. Amen. Beautiful. Words cannot describe. Okay, for everybody who's here, next week, same time, same place. Metroshem, hopefully, Rabbi Fisher Schechter or somebody else. Rabbi Fisher, I know it's going to be early for you, but we'll see you next time next week. Tune in. Amen. Clean other. Amen. Thank you. Take care. Good night, everybody. Hi, it's Coach Menachem here. If you enjoyed, please consider supporting us with a small monthly monthly donation to help sustain the future episodes. And it will be greatly appreciated. Thank you in advance.